Here it comes, the latest people, trends, and news on sustainable living in and around our corner of the country. Down to Earth with Mrs. Green, Spotlight on the Southwest. And now, Mrs. Green. Welcome, everybody. You are indeed listening to Down to Earth with Mrs. Green, and we're going to put a very bright spotlight on the Southwest in this next 30 minutes. I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and I thank you for listening and for being a part of Mrs. Green's world. And our thanks today to Tucson Electric Power Company for their support of the Mrs. Green's mission and vision and for everything they are doing every day to bring safe, reliable, and affordable electric service to our community. And I honestly cannot think of a summer when we have ever needed it more. It's brutal in the Southwest. There's quite a focus on that, heat advisories. So it's ever so important that we have that, I like the word reliable word, because when we come home, we want to put on our air conditionings, conditioners and have them uh, work. And I also appreciate that TEP puts a lot of effort to bring more renewable energy to our community and to reduce energy use through their robust energy efficiency programs. It's one of the things that really makes me proud to have this partnership. So to find out lots of really good, easily accessible information about anything we say today, or if you have any questions about your electricity use, billing, you name it, visit them at TEP.com. So everybody get ready to improve your environmental IQ. We are going to do Operation Weatherization. I thought that was a really peppy title. Um, joining me in studio for the next 30 minutes is a pretty amazing guy. I want, uh, my goal was to embarrass him on the air. I'm going to do my best to do that. <laughs> He's an expert on renewables and energy efficiency. He's kind of like the Wikipedia of those programs, my friend Dan Hogan. Dan is the manager of products and services at TEP, and he knows quite a bit about quite a lot. So, Dan, after all these years of our friendship, it's great to have you in studio. <laughs> Uh, thanks for inviting me today. It's my pleasure to be here. I look forward to talking about a few of the programs and uh, low-income uh, weatherization in particularly. Uh, but with it being so hot right now, I think it's a pretty timely uh, 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 conversation to be having. Because even though it's going to be about low-income weatherization, at the end, we'll certainly make the point why we should all be looking at this. So can we start with a little bit of background about you, um, starting with how long have you been at TEP and what what are your responsibilities as manager of products and services? Um, I've been with Tucson Electric Power for 18 years, and always in the uh, demand side management or energy efficiency uh, department. Um, through the years, I've managed their new construction program, the residential portfolio, and now both residential and commercial. Um, we kind of think at TEP that... Uh, the energy efficiency programs are a product and service that we can provide to our customers to help them manage themselves, uh, their electric bills. So it's my job to uh, uh, head the team to, that puts together these programs and then bring, them, bring the programs to market. And the thing that is probably amazing, which is not what the show is going to be about, but 
what you have seen in almost 20 years, the changes. What I've seen in 10 years in the area of renewables and smart thermostats and on and on and on, the, the cost of solar going down and the, you know, the definite um, metrics that you have for getting hitting numbers of reducing you know, coal use, increasing renewable energy use, and it just keeps going on. But it's been a lot of changes just in the past five years. You know, there's, there's really two sides to the equation. One is like the production of power when people need it making sure it's reliable, but also it's about consumption. And um, um, the most exciting part, I think, about that is if your home is more energy efficient, if you can um, make it, though, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, you're, you also end up being more comfortable as well. And that's really the exciting part. It's, you know, you not only save money, but you're more comfortable while you're saving it. Yeah, it's, it's quality of life. I mean, it really is. There's a lot of things. And, you know, the, the low-income weatherization program, which I was not familiar with, and, of course, I did research, what's the history of that, and how did it come about? Um, you know, it, it's easy to, to understand that um, high summer electric bills uh, impact all Tucson households and, and uh, TEP customers. But, you know, it really affects the limited income uh, the most. The most. And uh, so, you know, the need was there. How can we help this important segment uh, manage their bills? So it, it goes back. It preceded my 18 years. Wow. Um, and um, we worked through the agencies, Tucson Urban League and Pima County Housing, and uh, uh, assist them both in program development, but also um, um, being having having the money financing it, um, and the money comes out of the ratepayer um, adjuster on their bill, and then we work with them to make sure that they're able to deliver uh, energy efficiency to uh, uh, income-qualified income customers. So when you say energy efficiency upgrades, that's one of the parts of the program. What is that? What would that look like, an upgrade? Well, the, you know, when you, you figure income qualified, oftentimes you kind of think of maybe older housing stock. And um, really homes didn't start to have envelopes that were energy efficient probably until maybe 2000. So a lot of what's done in these programs are addressing the building envelope. And the insulation, the air infiltration, um, and I want to go into that a little bit more, but um, not get too deep into it. But one of the challenges that we face, besides the older housing stock, is when you make changes to the envelope, the, tighten it up, make it less uh, leaky. You got to be really careful because. What homes that may have been safe, if you over-tighten them, can become unhealthy homes. So there's a lot of science behind it. Um, um, for instance, if you had a leaky um, heat exchanger and you're running your gas furnace, it, in a very leaky home, that may be fine. And it wouldn't. nobody would be harmed because uh, the carbon monoxide would be clearing out of the house. Well... And, and, and this goes to all people, not just older housing stock. They always talk about weatherization and making the home tighter. Um, when you do that, you just have to be really careful to make sure that you don't over-tighten it and the rest of the house is safe. 
So there's a lot of testing that goes into these. Uh, and homes. of course, me, Casa Verde, right? Mrs. Green's house, Mr. Green's house. We, you know, this. We're partnering with Russet Southwest and Gary Gibson. Talk about a knowledgeable expert about air quality. So we did have our house tested and we have had to do some improvements thinking we're fine. I'm proud to say there were no toxic chemicals from cleaning products, even though Gary teased me about it and said I failed that inspection. But it is amazing to me that you flip it. Like you said, we were all about sealing the houses. Don't let this in. Don't let this in. But then whatever you bring in stays in and you have to be really careful. I'm really glad you brought that up. So circulation, how do you get clean air, uh, you know, air to circulate and not just lock in what lies beneath? It's like, it's, it's really important that every listener, low income weatherization or not, think about that. What are you doing? You can get allergies, you can get migraines, you can get breathing, respiratory disease. Yeah. And Everybody realizes, you know, that when um, there is a big problem, it comes to light. But it's also been looked at that long extended periods to low-level exposure is, is bad, too. And Gary Gibson, first of all, taught me a lot of uh, integrated building science and home pressures. And uh, he's been a real leader and, and a great resource. And he can go in into a house sometimes. You know, I, he doesn't want me to call him, but I called him the mold whisperer. But he can go in a house and sometimes tell. It's harder in some than others, but he really is all that of an expert. Yes. I love that he taught you, too. I had no idea. Okay, but back to the energy efficiency upgrades. What kind of things? Is it like light bulbs? Is it weatherization stripping? What kind of things do you look at specifically to upgrade them? Well, if we're talking still about low-income weatherization, but really many of the things that I'm going to speak of can be done in anybody's home. Totally applicable. Um, but, you know, caulking, weather stripping, um, it's really pressure management within the envelope. If your um, HVAC system runs and your house goes negative – you can suck things in heat from the outside. So actually, when you're running your AC, your home can be leakier. It can make your home leakier. So it, it's pressure balancing and your uh, good HVAC. Because remember, uh, the V in HVAC is ventilation. So if uh, you know your home isn't adequately adequately vented or pressure balanced, you it won't be as efficient as a home, and it won't be as healthy as a home. So. You're trying to seal up all the, you know, the window cracks, the weather stripping I mentioned. Um, but um, beyond that, um, where pipe, pipes enter the homes. Uh, another one that you so often see here in Tucson is um, around doors, um, having uh, too much leakage around the doors. So all, all those things can be looked at. Um, it, it's pretty well known how to handle that. But I think a lot of people feel that it's maybe a little too difficult for a do-it-yourselfer. But actually, if you get a tube of caulk and some weather stripping, you can make a big difference. There's a lot you can do. And I also thought the whole thing about where it's so hot here this summer. Did I mention that six times already? But what also happens is when it freezes in Tucson, there's lots on the news about exposed water pipes and pipes breaking. So there's the other flip side of that. Do you look at that too? Who would think, right? Who would think that yeah. your pipe, especially today, you wouldn't think nothing. Nothing is going to freeze here in the in the next decade. 
what you it would, does. What you would allow or wouldn't allow in like Minnesota because it would make no sense at all. You can do in Tucson because it doesn't happen that often, right? And you know that also. Uh, and it, this is relevant to right now. Is pretty soon it's going to start raining. And of course, it never rains in Tucson except for when it does. And <laughs> it really rains. It really rains. And uh, when you combine moisture inside your home and high temperatures, uh, it's pretty good uh, environment for mold. So um, the weather stripping, again, you know, uh, things can pull away on your vents and things uh, on your roof that could be uh, sealed. If Again, if you got a big leak, you're going to find out about it. But doing regular maintenance for the smaller uh, leaks is probably a good thing to do. And it's really, it's interesting, and this is another thing that I learned from Gary, is that there's um, the whole process of looking at the impact on our health. That's the thing that really got me so excited about that because, you know, I'm telling people about, you can have your house tested, and I have a couple of friends that were really sick, but... They have, you know, in having the equipment, upper respiratory disease is the third cause of fatalities in Pima County. So it's like something we need to be looking at big time. I mean, it's a health issue as well as the quality of life for your temperature and, you know, living in your home. It's a and, big deal. And asthma, um, asthma is another thing, you know, it can be um, not really caused, of course, by dust, but dust can uh, make it worse. So. Keeping your house uh, uh, clean from those sort of uh, problems is uh, helpful as well. Just adds quality of life. What about things like? Do you go as deep as you know attic attic ventilation? Do you how how big is this um, this weatherization program? What do you do about structures that have attics? Um, well, attic ventilation you you have. Most of the homes here do have right. attic, even if it's a flat roof. Even if it's they a have crawl bird space. boards. Yeah. Um, you just got to make sure that uh, um, if you do have bird boards on a flat roof, that you have them um, baffled so that the uh, air infiltration doesn't uh, go through your insulation or it can degrade the quality or the functionality of the uh, insulation. Um, but an actual, if you talk about a active, a power fan or um, attic ventilation, you have to be really careful that you are mindful not to introduce too much of a negative into your attic or you'll actually cause more uh, air changes or infiltration in your house. All these things that are really important, and I think they're the things you can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't touch it, but it might be really making you sick and other members in your family sick. And it affects kids and older people the most is what I have seen. So you don't even know what's going on. You know those, um, like we put sunscreens in our car because I couldn't, I mean, I was in Phoenix the other day. I, I don't think I could have gotten in the car if I hadn't put that up. And, oh, by the way, it's a TEP one. Thank you, Laura Rodriguez. Um, what about sunscreens? Is there ways to, like, we put this thing in our window when we're recording, and I said today it would probably make this room cooler as well. Do things like putting sunscreens in the window, does that help? Well, you know, you can't see it here on the recording, but uh, I'm really bald. Handsome, <laughs> but bald. And uh, We're going to take a picture. Nobody uh, knows that more about shade than I do because uh, the top of your uh, head. if you can keep 
you out of the sun and you know you, i was downtown yesterday and I was walking across the street and it was funny everybody was hanging on the curbside in the shade trying to stay out of it but really where, where i'm heading with this is you can put your house in the shade as well right uh you go to the uh tucson mall or and you see one scrawny little palo verde tree and there's seven cars around it i mean yes. we, we know we that. go for the shade so putting your house in the shade can be helpful as well and uh TP, one of their programs, is the Shade Tree Program. Now, it's taken a hiatus during the summer, um, June, July, and August. We'll be back in business September 1st. Um, we found that um, the, um, it, it, the, the trees planted in the summer don't have the same viability. So um, if they're planted in the fall and the spring, they just tend to, tend to live and thrive and do better. So... Uh, shading your windows through uh, shade screens or shading your whole house with uh, trees is a pretty handy um, thing to do here in this uh, hot weather. And if you get trees, which the trees program does have, that are in, that are really low water, low, Correct. they're so efficient. Right. It's not a huge like it's not like your water bill goes up. You put no. them on drip irrigation or use gray water, and it really helps. And, and that's really why when they're getting. Um, set. I mean, these are desert plants. Once they um, start to mature, you really don't have to water much at all because they, they can survive till the next uh, rainy season. I know. So. It's funny walking around looking at all the cactus now. They're all shriveled up. And as soon as one rain comes, they'll just start... Like a sponge. They will. They're like a sponge. Does Do things like I would think, and I really don't know a lot about this. It's not. It's not in my forte, but painting roofs, white reflects, white cars, or not as hot as black cars. Does painting the roofs white and things like that that helps reflect the heat or deflect? Deflect it would okay. be right. I'm speaking for myself. Yes, I'm a pretty big believer in white roofs. A couple of things to keep in mind: certain jurisdictions or municipalities have. Uh, certain codes that it has to be a certain color of tan. Um, no, um, but I, I I think it does work. It it might be a little harder to quantify, uh, but I, I can tell you the flat roofs that I've owned have always had white roof coating, and, and yes, it does reflect better than people don't wear like black shirts. You know, in if, the summer, right, and you don't, yeah. and black cars are hotter. I mean, yep. that's un unquestionable. What about how important it is? I would think, and I don't want to make an assumption, so I'm not assuming, that a lot of the homes, the older homes, a lot of them in Tucson, this is the first house we've lived in that had only air conditioning. Yes. We always had swamp coolers, which yes. really work. They do. For people that might not know, it's just really forced air over running water. That's the amateur definition. Do you help with servicing them or replacing them, or how does that work? Within the program, they do, and they also put uh, thermostats on them, which can help. Um, if, if you've ever lived in a home that's evaporative cool, and I did for most of my life, is you know you have it. It's either on or it's off, and you'll be sitting there, and it'll be really nice around five thirty, and by about nine o'clock, you're sitting there freezing. So having a thermostat to help do it, and that's part of the uh, the low income program that they will put that in, because many of these homes have them. I had no idea, because we had an on and off switch, and a high and a low. Yes. That's it. There was no right. thermostat. But right. even if that's another that's another technological advancement that helps everybody. It does. And, it, you know, it, it, they work really well. 
uh, except for probably the three weeks during the rainy se uh, season when the humidity goes up, they don't work. They're not as effective. But um, there is a whole lot of them still in Tucson. I think they say that there is about 27% of all the housing stock in Tucson has evaporative cooling. So That's there's a unbelievable. Lot of them out there. And a lot of people who come here have no idea what it is. I mean, I came from back east, so I didn't, but that was decades ago. And, you know, Gina, when you have evaporative cooling, you don't really worry about uh, whether homes are leaky. In fact, you make them leaky by opening windows. So um, they were not really constructed uh, to handle um, modern you know, refrigeration. So on two points is the leakiness, but also the ducts, the, the volume of evaporative cool air was so much, it didn't really matter if it leaked out. But those longer... Um, old-fashioned trunk um, duct systems that were, uh, um, they weren't even sealed, are really quite leaky. So you put an AC on there and a lot of your expensive conditioned air is being lost. It's not being delivered to where you want it to live. Gosh, and I just want to say to everybody, get a good, well-recognized, reputable HVAC person. And fortunately, there are many in this town. And just do your homework and make sure you're not going to get somebody that's, you know, it, it's really important. Make sure you get, see what the references are. You can even check Yelp. Um, you have preferred providers for some of the things you do, but you really have to know your homework. You know, um, a lot of times um, to do things right costs a little bit more money. So people will get a couple bids, and I always tell people to get multiple bids when they're retrofitting their air their evaporative cooling home to air conditioning. So one comes in less than another. Um, you know, you're going to have that 15 years, and you're going to want to be comfortable. So I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to use. And don't always go to the lowest bidder. That's right. And I would think if you do it right, you do save money on energy. If they do it right, you're going to be healthier <laughs> and be energy efficient. You you will, and you'll be more comfortable the whole time. So. Okay, so the big news. What about water? Do you have anything to do with water? I know it's not an electric, but does it matter how much? Like, do you help them with other efficiencies? The eight, you know, that the program is ran through the agencies, and they try to, to pull together different uh, organizations within the jurisdiction. And um, I'm really excited that there's starting to be um, kind of a, a synergy of how, how a home can save water. Even now you're hearing more and more about like water harvesting. And, I know. Uh, I'm so rather I'm than hot using, on that trail. Yes. We, we live in a desert, and it just seems to make a lot of sense to me and to others that uh, we could do more. Um, you talked about those desert adaptive plants that are part of the program. They also, once you get them established and maybe use some ideas on, on water harvesting, you wouldn't have to use any fresh water perhaps. It to. blows me away. And I've told you this, but we've had um, Joaquin Morieta, I think it's Saldivar from Watershed Management present at the 10th year anniversary of Mrs. Green's World. And it was businesses. I mean, it was businesses for partners for us. And his 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 performance, that's what I was going to say, his presentation was riveting. And really and truly, they've done the homework. And if we all did things like that, all of the city buildings and the schools and the homeowners, he has this vision of the Santa Cruz flowing in 50 years. And the thing is, they have the science to back that up because we get such intense rain and during the storms. And if we just figured out ways to, you know, 
get the groundwater to absorb it. So I'm glad to see they're looking at water use as well because it certainly is our biggest challenge as we go forward. So the program um, with the low-income weatherization, which is a separate energy efficiency uh, program, very close to my heart, very important to Tucson Electric Power to help uh, the uh, income-qualified folks. It is actually, Gina, a a strategic focus. Um, We have two of them, schools, energy efficiency in schools, and also the low income. Those are, um, you know, we're all tasked to how we can come up with innovative programs, how we can modify, refine programs to develop uh, 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 offerings to to those uh, segments. And... um, We've got a couple things in low income. Historically, it always was, uh, or the, the budget is about $504,000 for the uh, traditional low income weatherization program. And what, how this goes down is the, uh, it's uh, $3,000 a home, and the uh, agencies try to pool that money and with other monies from the federal and state to go to uh, houses and really make a deep retrofit to make them more efficient. It is a challenge that we mentioned a couple of them, the older housing stock. Um, You know, we may want to do energy efficiency, but if your roof's leaking, seriously, I mean, there are other things that need to be... Yeah. Done, and it can take a lot of money to make uh, make a big difference. So they they pool the monies, and uh, it uh, on their side of the fence, the agencies, Tucson Urban League and and Pima County, it is challenging because there's uh, a lot of restrictions about what homes qualify and what you can do in the homes. I mean, it is typical government, you know. Uh, Regulations, right? Lots of layers. And I'll give you a quick example because um, it's going to lead into some innovative uh, 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 concepts that we got going. Um, because we talked about the envelope and uh, uh, being careful about weatherizing, the homes have to be tested for their leakage before work's done. Got mm. it. Uh, essentially, it's an energy audit. Um, and it has to be done at the end. And then a third party, not the uh, agency, has to go in and do it. So there's a lot of testing costs r- built right in, maybe $800 worth. You know, I, in a perfect world, I'd like to put that $800 into energy efficiency right. upgrades. some of the repair. Yep. Right. But you have to be careful and, and make sure that you deliver a safe home to the occupant. So... The um, total number of homes, you may want to do 120 homes, but actually that you can get through all the sieve of qualifying, they do something less, maybe 60 homes. So how can you take that same amount of money or remaining money that wasn't spent and uh, uh, make a difference? And I'm going to tell you about that real quick if I can. Yes, you have to tell us about it real quick. We have about two minutes left. Okay. I'm not making that up. The uh, oh. uh, you know I I go on. And no, I'm it's sorry. been really good. You don't be sorry. Let's go. Okay, really quick is we've done a pilot program with about two thousand uh, uh, um, 
homes here in Tucson where we've provided the homes with Nest thermostats that can learn the home. And what the hope is, is that they'll even be more impactful in homes with uh, not as good of uh, envelope as they right, are right. new. So we have to wait and see how that works. And then uh, also, we're rather than a typical weatherization um we're going to do a prescriptive one that is not as impactful, but they do include like sunscreens, new refrigerators, uh, lighting. Um, uh, we do a lighting retrofit, and that we don't have to spend the money on because we didn't really change how the home operates. And the trees program, all those things that you talked about help. And I want to just reiterate that for our listeners, look at all this list of things that you can do because it will help everybody. It's not. It's really, I would assume, and I should never assume, that the eligibility is based on, what, is it 200% of poverty level a lot of these programs are? That is correct. There's my uh, background from yeah, being very in social done. services many, many years ago, but you never forget. And... I think it's important that we reiterate the partnerships with Tucson Urban League, who have been around forever, doing good work A forever, forever. And then um, Pima County. I can't believe this. And you do workshops. I know that. This is one thing I didn't get to. You help educate people Correct. on Get It, it Out. And these, these, I would assume these programs, these partners help spread the word so people know. And Correct. TEP does mm-hmm. their help. So everybody, for more information about this program, as I said at the top of the show, and the myriad of other energy, energy efficiency programs and energy-saving tips, visit TEP.com. It's a user-friendly, easy-to-navigate website. Thank you, Jen, because she makes sure that happens. July 11th, our show is Winona Howder. Had her on about seven years ago from fracking to fossil fuels. How perfect is that for a segue? Thank you, Dan Hogan, for all you do and for being my Wikipedia on energy efficiency. It was my pleasure. Thank you.